When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Realistic Randy is one of the OG callers into Vikings Vet Line. And now, he's one of the biggest Vikings YouTube superstars on Earth. His Vikings pain is now your game. This is Realistic Randy Rant with Randy and Declan on Purple Daily and Score North. Purple Daily, what's going on? Realistic Randy, every Monday right here on this YouTube channel. Randy and myself like to break things down. We, we still got a, a, another week or so, six days, I guess, till the next Vikings game. So it's uh, coming off the self-scouting week, Randy. Uh, the Vikings got to watch other teams play football, but uh, Vikings still sitting 5-1. and one. And in fact, it's getting even easier in the NFC North uh, because the Green Bay Packers have found another way to lose to uh, what I am dubbing as Diet Case Keenum, Taylor Heineke. He is, he is the second coming the second edition of Case Keenum. He's going to be that backup that floats around, can steal you a win here. Maybe he takes a team to 11-3 and three in an NFC Championship game. I don't know if he'll do that. But I'm dubbing him the next Case Keenum. Regardless, the Green Bay Packers fall to the Washington Commanders. It is a free fall, Randy, and Packer fans don't know how to react. And uh, I'm sorry if you're a fan of the Vikings. It's glorious to watch. For 30 years, I've been waiting for you guys to feel this pain, and you can finally get to feel it. So... I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing to the Green Bay Packers. No, and as a Vikings fan, with the Vikings being on a bye week, it was nice to just be a general football fan this weekend, watching the other teams play. And Declan Goff, that includes the Green Bay Packers, who just lost to the Washington Commanders, led by backup quarterback Taylor Heineke. And you know what? Sidebar here in the ultimate what could have been story. <laughs> you brought up Case Keenum. He's the second coming of Case Keenum. Taylor Heineke, if you remember, Declan Goff was a preseason legend for us oh, yeah. in his heyday. And in 2016, in fact, specifically on August 30th, 2016, Teddy Bridgewater had the knee injury, the catastrophic knee injury he was going to be out for the year. Naturally, that would have set up Taylor Heineke to be the starting quarterback because he was so good in the preseason. I said, man, you know what? I don't know what his ceiling could be. But I know that he can make plays. Teddy goes down. That should naturally set up Taylor Heineke. Except, oh, wait, a month before that, July 28th, to be exact, Taylor Heineke, I'm only guessing in a drunken state, suffered a severed tendon in his leg, kicking down the door, a glass door, I'm guessing, of his friends. He was out. So if he were still healthy, I don't think the Vikings would have traded a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. I think Taylor right. Heineke would have been a starting quarterback for the Vikings in 2016. And the difference between him and Sam Bradford is that Bradford is a statue of a quarterback. He needs an offensive line. And I know we've had 
my God, so much tumultuous offensive lines with this team. I think 2016 was the worst that I can remember. So with a guy like Sam Bradford, who needs to stand in the pocket, needs an offensive line, it didn't work out. But a guy like Taylor Heineke, who can move around and make things happen on the fly, I'm not saying it would have been Case Keenum in 2017, but I think the Vikings would have finished with a better record than 8-8. Eight and eight. But either way, they lost to Taylor Heineke. Amari Rogers has been a disaster as a punt returner. David Bottiari was inactive yesterday. He might need to retire. He's missed three out of the first seven games so far. And I don't care what anyone else says. Aaron Rodgers, from 1992 to now, and I would say not even now because he's a mediocre-ass quarterback at this point, but from 92 to last year, 2021, the Vikings, or the Vikings, the Packers, without skipping a beat, went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And I remember the first game I saw Aaron Rodgers play. I said, you got to be kidding me. I knew he would be great. I said, Are you what? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> the dude is now just, he's lost that magic. That touch on the football is just not there. He looks like he's over it. And this is so sweet to watch as a Vikings fan. Call it petty. I don't give a damn. You can even go back to the playoff game last year against the Niners, where it took off, where it took a block punt for the Niners to win that game. Aaron Rodgers just looked over it. And that was with Devontae Adams there as well on his team. He's no longer there, but he just doesn't. Between Aaron Rodgers being a bum-ass quarterback now, it's over for him. He just needs to go. Brian Goody, their GM, he can't draft worth the damn. They passed up on a guy like George Pickens. They got Christian Watson. They've needed to draft. They've needed receivers in the draft forever. And they just have completely s the bed on that to where now this needs to happen. It's about time. This whole idea that you can go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to yep. the next without any problems whatsoever, that's unheard of. That never happens. It's about time, especially this new generation of Packers fans, probably our age right now. Yeah, They don't know what it's like to suffer, whereas the rest of the league, you might have a good quarterback once in a while, and then you got to go through another couple of years of growing pains. They don't know what that's like, and it's about time that they go through that right now, not just this year as far as the Packers being done, but they're in a situation to where they meet they may need to tear everything down and start over. So when you look at the Packers, their situation, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Minnesota Vikings are in a situation to where they can run the NFC North for at least the next five years. Think about this. One last point. The Green Bay Packers, as what we've known for them to be the last 10 plus years, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, if you told me before this season started, that the NFC would be a hot-ass mess. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to be in the middle of the pack of the NFC. Oh, this will be a layup for the Packers any day of the week. Instead, they're not even that. Mm -hmm. They're below that. It's over. With the power vested in me, <laughs> I pronounce the Packers finished. And I love it. Go, Pack, go! Green Bay Packers look like, yeah, they're... They're dead in the water here. Mackie said the same thing you did on Purple Daily today, uh, Realistic Randy, that, that Vikings are going to run this division for five years. It's over. And Jordan Love, you want to know what the thing is? If there was sort of history repeating itself, where I thought when Brett Favre, when he went to the mm -hmm. Jets, I said, okay, finally, the Packers are done. But then I saw Aaron Rodgers play, and I said, come on, man, this can't be real. Oh, I knew he would be a really good quarterback. Jordan Love ain't it. 
That golden boy quarterback is not there. They are about to suck, and I am here for it. It's over. The Vikings are on the up and up. The rest of the other three teams in the NFC North, they're finished, including the Packers. And and you know what? One last thing. No, one last thing. Love this. This wouldn't even be that big of a deal if last year's offseason, so not this past offseason, last year's offseason. So you remember the Jordan documentary came out. Mm -hmm. The last dance. Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams made a last dance post on Instagram, just hyping themselves up, such the drama queen that Aaron Rodgers (laughs) is. Only for him to suck right now. I love it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy for them on that end. You're right. They did tease that. I kind of forgot that that happened. Um, But, yes, the the Vikings are going to run the division. The Bears, so I still think they'll be bad. Obviously, for the rest of the season, they're they're stripping it down to get a, get a bleep ton of cap space. They're going to have a lot of draft picks. Okay, you know, maybe the Bears in like two years pop up, but the Bears have never showed sustained success. Like in, in the next five years, could the Bears maybe stumble into the division title because the Vikings, you know, had injuries or something didn't work out for them? Yeah, but it, it's never sustained success. Like Lovey Smith was their only sustained success, and that was really for like three years at the most, where it was mm-hmm. Kyle Orton and Rex Grossman playing quarterback for them, right? Like, they had to patchwork their quarterback just to be a somewhat, you know, dynasty, if you will, in the NFC North. The Vikings are in the driver's seat here. And the weird part is, too, if if they're married to Kirk or not married to Kirk, I still think they're in the driver's seat for the next three years. They're 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 pretty much bonded to him for this season and next, um, unless something wild, absolutely wild happens. But for the next three to five years, this is the Vikings' division. Which is a uh, which which is weird to say because the Vikings have won division titles in the last ten years. They won in seventeen. They won in fifteen. Um, they've been playoff teams as a wild card team with, with mixed into there as well. But they've never had that stranglehold on a division because you've had to go against Aaron Rodgers twice a year, who was in his prime. And you, I think, as football fans, got a little spoiled because we watched guys like Tom Brady play into his forties and Drew Brees play well in his late thirties. Peyton Manning couldn't throw a spiral in the last year in Denver. Let's not talk about that. Right. But we got a little. I think ahead of our skis that just because these quarterbacks can play into their late 30s, it works. Matt Ryan got benched today, right before he flipped on these microphones. Matt Ryan's benched for the season. Frank Reich said he has a shoulder injury, but he said this wouldn't have mattered. We're going to play our rookie no matter what. Matt Ryan's done. Like He he might not ever play another down in football again. Washington had to go to Taylor Heineke because Carson Wentz isn't good. Um, It does the the quarterback, the veteran guys, and Ryan and Brady, and now Rodgers, who's seeing a roading, it happens. It, it's not. It's not just a. Oh, they can all do this until their late thirties, forties. Now, maybe Mahomes and Allen are. Maybe they're the exception to the rule because they're just super freaks. But we'll have to wait and see on them. It's just. It's remarkable to see the Packer fans though having to come to the grips that this might not be a good football team for a little bit. And I yes, I will be weeping in your cheese and beer uh, because this is going to be delicious to see to me. I mean, all you've got right now, if you're in Wisconsin, is the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's it. That's it. Wisconsin football or Packers Whoa. football, there's nothing to look at there. And maybe this is surprising to your point as far as seeing the quarterbacks play into their 40s, Brett Favre, Tom Brady. Now Tom Brady, he's finished. He needs to retire. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where I said, you know what, as far as seeding purposes, I could see the Vikings being the three seed because Tampa Bay, they, Tom Brady for the last couple of years, not just with Tampa Bay, but also with New England, that – the way that he starts the season, they always have a slow start, but then he picks it up as the season goes on. I don't think that's the case right now. I think maybe Kirk Cousins could play potentially 
to 40 years old because of his durability. And I think what's really the thing for the Vikings is that Kirk Cousins may have leverage right now because the Packers, the Lions, the Bears, they're going to struggle forever. But the Vikings, I'm all for the Vikings eventually drafting a young quarterback. I feel like you can have a young quarterback along with Kirk Cousins on the team at the same time. And then much like Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre, and then when that young quarterback is ready, you can send Kirk Cousins on his way. But if that's not the case, if you don't have a solution, if let's say you get too high of a draft pick to where the best quarterbacks, they get taken before you, you look around the landscape of the NFC North and say, you know what, we may have no choice but to sign Kirk Cousins again for another year or two, because if we do that, we at least guarantee ourselves winning the NFC North again. The Vikings are in a good spot, and I love it. Yeah, it's good to see. And Vikings uh, back, obviously, in action this weekend against the Arizona Cardinals coming out of the bye week, so they get a home game. You do got to go on the road after that. You have to go to Washington. Uh, maybe Taylor Heineke daggers you. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, you have to go into Buffalo, which is probably going to be the toughest game of your schedule, and you potentially could have 7-1 and one teams, and Randy and I actually are going to talk about that later on in this episode. Um, but I figured, Randy, you and I were kicking around ideas because it still is the bye week. We don't have a reaction game uh, to talk about like we did yesterday. So we kind of thought, well, let's get let's get ahead of ourselves here. Let's let, let's get a little. I know Minnesota sports fans don't like doing this sometimes; they get too nervous. But you know what? Screw it. The Vikings are five and one, and they're in the driver's seat. We're going to talk about fun things that could happen. So why not? So we stumbled onto the uh, little NFL predictions and NFL playoff picture, I should say, and we noticed that the Vikings are obviously the two seed. Now it's kind of funny because the Eagles are six and zero, oh, the Giants are six and one. And one of those two teams, if this tracks, is going to have to go on the road to start the playoffs, which is unfortunate, but that's the way of it. I don't make the rules. I'm not Roger Goodell, so whatever. Sorry, Eagles fans or Giants fans, whoever gets second place in that division, if you're like a 13 or 12 win team and you got to go on the road, that's okay with uh, me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So Because the one, one thing before you go on, we were talking about this before recording, and I said, oh, the Giants, they're 6-1, and one, they're ahead of the Vikings. But you're right, because the Giants are in the same NFC East division as the Eagles. Right. It wouldn't matter. They would not be the two-seed, even though technically they have the second-best record in the NFC. So you're right. That was up what you're putting down. And that was, uh, what the, you know, the Saints had when the Beastquake game. You know, the Saints were like a 12-win yes. team. They, yes. were, they were second in their division, and they had to play an eight-win Seahawks team that end up upsetting them, um, upsetting them, if you will, at, at, at home in Seattle, which was a very memorable playoff game. But that's that's the nature of the land there. So right now, the Vikings are going to be locked into the two seed if the playoffs were to start today. So if you, you know, you carry the math, you do the one, you do the four, the Giants are the other wild card, okay. You see the Cowboys, maybe the other wild card team. This would mean if the playoffs, again, started this weekend, the Vikings would be a two seed, and they would right. host the L.A. Rams at U.S. Bank Stadium. It'd be Kevin O'Connell versus Sean McVay, you know, uh, um, uh, Jedi Master versus Padawan here, if you will, if you really want to get nerdy with Star Wars. And the Vikings will be at home, though, against a Rams team that hasn't looked as good as last season. They're on that classic Super Bowl hangover. It's actually kind of funny because the Rams um, didn't look good out the gate. The Bengals didn't either, but the Bengals are picking up steam, and they actually might be making a little charge here. The Rams has just been murky. They're 3-3. They're three and three. The offense doesn't look as good. Stafford, I think, is still playing a little banged up. But, uh, Randy, your confidence meter, if the playoffs indeed started at U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend, hosting the L.A. Rams, the Vikings would blank. What would they do? 
the Vikings would destroy the Rams. Oh. It's not. And can you imagine the storyline with that? Kevin O'Connell yeah. versus his former <laughs> oh, team. God. Sean McVay, the leader that taught him everything that he knows or whatever. The Vikings would destroy the Rams. Matthew Stafford has regressed as a quarterback. And I know that Kirk Cousins, he's not having his best year either. But Matthew Stafford, if it's not Cooper Cup, he has no one else to throw to. He has other receivers, Allen Robinson being one of them. Maybe he's lost a step or two in his game as well. But Stafford is just not that magic that he had last year. Maybe it was the case of, okay, new setting, new me, who this? And he had a new lease on life. Now it's your second year in L.A. He's just not the same player. Their offensive line, Andrew Whitworth, he retired. Their offensive line is not the same. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is the same cornerback that he was in years past. Aaron Donald is still great, but I think with Zadarius Smith, I'm just only talking about Zadarius Smith. Daniil Hunter, hopefully he catches up as the season goes on. It, this dude was a cheat code at his best, and that just hasn't been the case so far. But Zadarius Smith and DJ Wanham, Patrick Jones the second, that pass rush that hopefully will grow as the rest of the season continues, they're going to destroy the Rams' offensive line. Matthew Stafford, he'll get sacked a couple of times. And I think he'll force so many passes to where the secondary will know it's going to Cooper Cup that it doesn't matter. To where the Vikings, yes, we have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen on a contending team. I think he's a wide receiver three opposed to a wide receiver two with us right now. But we still have weapons to spread the ball around. I think the Vikings, especially at home, the skull chant, Matthew right. Stafford is all just in his head, just trying not to make the wrong throws. Vikings would destroy them. Easy. Yeah, I think the only way that game gets ugly is if, number one, Kirk just has his classic bright light moments on, melts down. Aaron Donald against that Vikings offensive line, which has been a lot better this year, but it's still Aaron Aaron bleeping Donald, dude. He's one of the best at his craft, sure. and he could just eat lunch. Yeah. It, doesn't matter. it doesn't really matter who's in front of him. Aaron Donald's coming at you, right? Um I think that's the only way thing that would scare me. Stafford now is a little bit more playoff tested, but like what Matthew Stafford, that was his third trip to the playoffs last season in his career. I think only like two other appearances with the Lions before he got traded to the Rams last season. So it's not like Matt Stafford, although a Super Bowl winner, giving him credit. It's not like they're going up against a veteran dude who has been there and done that in the playoffs. I think the Rams just look like a mess. Um, the, the, it's it's really the chess match I think between Deshaun McVay can he still out coach his pupil in Kevin O'Connell. And I guess the reciprocal of that is, can Kevin O'Connell show that, yeah, you know, I wasn't just some dude with Sean McVay. I wasn't just some guy with a clipboard and a headset. I'm just as good at this as him. I'm the next Sean McVay. I'm the next guy that everyone's talking about. And I, I do think the Vikings would beat the Rams. I think it'd be close. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, if Stafford is healthy, if he got over this little elbow issue by then, I think it could be a shootout. It could be a really, really fun game. Um, and the Vikings' pass defense in general, even with it um, being bending, not break, the Rams could still pass for days, I think, on, on, that, on, on the Vikings' defense. But I do think the Vikings would win this game. I, I, would, I wouldn't be fearful of the Rams. You know, Mackie and Judd are, are still buying stock on, on the 49ers. They think, like, in a neutral site or if it was in Santa Clara, sure. um, the Vikings would have trouble with San Francisco. I, I was I've been on I've been big on San Fran the last few years. I just don't think that team is good enough offensively that they don't they, like Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan's a forced marriage now. It's awkward. Um, the defense is still really good. Don't get me wrong; it's still really good. And Debo's an unreal player. That I'm not as scared of of that team if I'm a Vikings fan as as Mackie and Jed have alluded it. 
But I do think if the Vikings were at home, which they're trending to play a, a home game on wild card weekend, most likely as the two, if not the three seed, that if it's a home playoff game, I, I do expect the Vikings to win. There's no clamminess, right? There's none of that Minnesota sports. Oh God, here we go. We have to play the Rams at home. What's this going to be like? Um, I think the Rams would. I think the Vikings would absolutely beat the Rams at home in the playoffs. Well, especially because the Vikings are 13th in scoring defense. If they are going to continue the bend but don't break defense against uh, Matthew Stafford, who's been more, he's put more energy into commercials at this point <laughs> into his play on the field. I can't tell you what was it, uh, Little Caesars and AT and T and yeah. all this other crap. He's just not the same guy. But if the defense stays on par, even if Kirk Cousins has one of those classic Kirk games, I think the defense, my God, fingers crossed, I think they'll keep it close enough to where it's not going to matter to where the Vikings defense, they will make more plays than the Rams defense. I think the Vikings are just a better team than L.A. right now. And I don't think it's close. Yeah, I, I, outside of the Eagles, they are the only team that looks far and away better than the Vikings. Um, and what I'm curious with the Eagles is because this isn't the same comparison, but last year, Randy, the, the Arizona Cardinals started off hot, right? Like Kyler Murray was running all over the field. Oh, they had yeah. this dual threat yeah. quarterback, and then they hit a wall in, in basically the last six weeks of the season. I think they started like eight and two or eight and three. They were this high flying, awesome offense. As other teams have their bye weeks too, and other teams try to figure out how to stop Jalen Hurts, which by the way, I'm not saying that's easy to do. Right now, it's been difficult. But I do think other smarter teams do start to pick up on things that we can slow him down or we can take his game away. We can do this. They won't be as electric as they've looked through the first six weeks of the season. Um, if the Vikings can capitalize on that with other teams taking advantage at Philadelphia, it really isn't that as good as they used to be. Maybe the Vikings waltz in, they get a one seed. That's still a high mountain to climb right now because also the Eagles would have would have the tiebreaker in a situation because they obviously won their game in week two. Um, but I just, no one else in the NFC, even with Seattle playing as good, like Geno Smith and Seattle, that's awesome. I really think that that is such a cool story for Geno Smith and even Pete Carroll. But the Bucks look like a mess. The Giants, I, I know the Giants and Vikings are getting kind of crapped on from analytics departments and other people being like, ah, you know, a little fraudulent 5-1, and 6-1 and one starts there. They're not as good as the record indicates. But at the end of the day, they're 5-1, and 6-1. and one. They're, they're good teams. You don't got to apologize for those wins. I think only the Eagles are, that, are the team that, it's head and shoulders above the Vikings right now. And by the way, the Vikings are the second best team. Like it's not just because they're the two seed because of a, a, a technicality right now, because there's two good, te- three good teams, in the NFC East. I truly think the Vikings are the second best team in the NFC. I don't know if I'm there with you yet. I, I to be determined with the giants. I mean, Daniel Jones is playing better. Brian Dayball has the giants playing better as a team. And that was a guy that I really wanted the Vikings to sign as the next head coach. I'm happy with Kevin O'Connell, but Brian Brian Dayball, he's doing the damn thing with the Giants. So I, until we play them later this year, I don't know. But the rest of the NFC, yes, the Vikings are absolutely better than. As far as the Eagles, I think they're going to go through a lull period. I don't know if it will be enough to where the Vikings can eventually take over for the one seed. I actually hope that the Eagles keep the one seed and the NFC championship game comes down to the Vikings going to the link to play the Eagles again. I think this is one of those situations, Declan Goff, to where if you get embarrassed the way that you did by the Eagles in week two, you go there again, a hostile environment. The Eagles, the thing about them is they have some gangsters, man. Their offensive line 
they move dudes the hell out the way. Darius Slay can line up one-on-one against anybody. Their defense is legit. They've got Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox. They have so many playmakers. Even with Jalen Hurts, we can say, okay, he may be limited as a quarterback, but still, up to right now, no team's been able to stop him. He's a true dual-threat quarterback, and I think because of the beatdown that they took in Week 2, I think best-case scenario in the most optimistic vision that I have right now, that would be enough to elevate the Vikings' level of play in the NFC Championship game. I want that because if you can go into the link and beat them and go to the Super Bowl, man, it's over. We'll beat anybody in the AFC game or from the AFC going in Super Bowl. And, you know, I want revenge. I want revenge, Declan, from the 2017 playoffs yeah. to where I was all into the hashtag bring it home for the Vikings. I was all in it. And the way that they laid an egg, I want redemption, damn it, against this team. If you can beat this team at their house, you're somebody. Yeah. And I think that beatdown they took in week two will set them up for that. Now, I will, I will say, if, you know, it's probably going to be a Bills-Chiefs um, AFC representative in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's the, the AFC title game again. Um, it, it, I, I hope that's the case because those two teams, when they played again the other last Sunday, were, were fun to watch. But if the Vikings went into Philly and they won, like you said, not just to get the redemption from week two, but the big redemption from four or five years ago where they should have won at the NFC Championship game, and that place is hard to play, man. Like, I, I, I would fear for the Vikings players' safety. I would make sure there's, like, triple, double, and every type of barricade around that locker room and, and getting them into buses and planes because Philadelphia is a, tough, is a tough place town. But I hope the Vikings, if they were to go in there for just the storyline, yeah, but can you imagine how insanely awesome that would be if they got their revenge in Philadelphia 2.0? Like, bring it on. I think, that's, I think that's so frustrating. And I know, Randy, you're not a Minnesotan. You, haven't, you don't live in Minnesota. Um but there is just that Minnesota sports and Minnesota nice nature. That's a Midwest thing um, that just there's the fearfulness and it's more of the, well, we're happy to be here. Like we have, we have our four professional men's sports teams and we're just happy to play along and we're happy to get into the dance and we'll, we'll see what happens there. Like, no, like have, have a little bit of a killer instinct. It's okay to go in and want something. It's going, it's okay to go in and want a certain opponent because you want to prove a point because you've, you haven't seen it before. You don't know what, what that's really even like. So I'm all about that. I think it'd be awesome if they went into Philadelphia. But I do think if they got a home playoff game in the wild card weekend, whether that be the Rams, the Niners, or whoever it is, I really like the Vikings' chances. I like the chances against the Rams. The Niners, they're one of those teams that, you know what, they just traded for Christian McCaffrey. They still have a tough defense. They're one of those teams, they can make things happen whether they're on whether they're at home at Levi Stadium or on the road, they're built for winter football. Now, at U.S. Bank Stadium, it's indoors, so that would, I think, bode well in the Vikings' favor. But they are that one team, them and the Giants. Giants, to be determined, I don't know what they're about yet until we play them, but the Niners are one of those teams where, I mean, even if they don't win, they're going to be a tough out. But at home, the first playoff game, Vikings, they should win especially against the Rams. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're finished. Um, so Randy, you and I kind of teased this at the beginning of the show too. We, uh, we figured if the Vikings are going to win their next two games out of the bye here uh, at home against Arizona and then on the road in Washington, it could set up for a very big statement game in Buffalo. Now the, the bills get the Packers actually uh, next Sunday night um, on Sunday night football. And I'm guessing that'll probably be a win for the Buffalo bills. Then they'll 
uh, be on the road against the Jets before welcoming the Vikings on that November 13th game. So do you feel that both these teams going into that game a few weeks from now are going to be a 7-1 team? You're going to see a good Vikings team against a good Bills team. What do you kind of see from those two teams when they match up here in about three weeks? I think, I think they'll both be 7-1, and one, but I think they're going to be different. The Bills are a Super Bowl contender. Right? They're, they're playing at their peak right now. Where they, They're on a bye week, but whatever. They're still playing at their peak. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, I think they still have yet to figure it out, but I think if they do reach their max potential, the Vikings, they can win the whole damn thing. I don't know after beating Arizona, which I think they will, Kyler Murray, a mobile quarterback that gives me a little bit of gives me a little bit of, I guess, pause to say, you know what? We usually struggle against those type of quarterbacks. I don't know, but I think the Vikings overall, they will win that game. And then the Washington Commanders will show you Green Bay Packers how it's done, whether it's Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz. But I think the Vikings, they will go into that game against Buffalo seven and one. But I think Buffalo, they're They've hit their mark. I mean, everything's rolling. Right. The gears are rolling. All systems go to where the Vikings defensively bend but don't break. They need to be a little bit better against the run. The pass rush, if Daniil Hunter can return to form, that would be great. If Kirk Cousins could be last year's Kirk Cousins, that's so many different variables to where I don't know if they're going to figure that out in the next two weeks. They'll both be 7-1, and one, but they'll be a different seven and one team compared to the bills. So let's, let's do this, Randy. Let's, let's just pick the schedule here. Let's, let's, let's take a look and let's go down and let's see what the Vikings record potentially be. So, so we're, we're teasing seven and one, right? We're, we're going into the bills game. So I'm assuming that it is a locked in win. Is it a locked in win for you this week against Arizona? Yes. 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 I'll say it. I'm going to give it a win as well. Um, at Washington the next week, it's probably going to be again Taylor Heineke. Um, I think the I think this will be another murky game. I think it'll be kind of like the Miami game where, yeah, you're you're going against a backup quarterback, but it's still on the road. It, it's difficult. How they just beat the Packers and their own barn as well. So I think the Vikings win this one, but I have less faith in this game actually than I do against the Cardinals at home, even with a better quarterback really? and Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I just think going on the road, it's, it's just it's tougher. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go win-win. So we, they would both be 7-1 and one going into the Bills game. What is the fate for the Vikings in Buffalo? Is that a win or is that a loss? Well, that's a loss. Yeah. Uh, that, I think they're going to lose that game, but I think if they can lose by one possession, I'll be so proud of this team. I think that's, that's going to be the game that forces them to play at their best. It's basically the, the bully at school. You <laughs> get pushed around a couple of times, enough times to where finally – you find this potential within yourself that you didn't even know that you had. I think it will be a tough game. They'll lose by one possession, but I think that's something that they can carry momentum, momentum-wise, for the rest of the season. Yeah, I just don't think you want to get embarrassed. Like you know, the, the, the way right. they lost in Philadelphia. I know the Vikings had ch- chance in that game, but they got punched in the mouth in, in Philly. Can you not get punched in the mouth? Like, can can, can it be a closest game if if you go down swinging or? If maybe you know you gave the ball back to the Bills and Josh Allen daggered you, I wouldn't feel that upset about that. Like I, I think that would be. I don't want to lose that game. I don't want to see the Vikings lose. But if they were to lose in that fashion, I'd feel a lot better than it would be them just losing twenty four seven again, like they did in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, show some resistance. Coming back home against the Dallas Cowboys uh, the next week, Vikings win or lose that game. I say they win. Okay, Dak Prescott. 
I, I, I like our chances against him. Cooper Rush, I would feel maybe a little bit more hesitant, but I, I, I think the Vikings will do enough, especially at home, to get the win over Dallas. So I just don't, as much as the Vikings should run the table and, and always be good at home at U.S. Bank Stadium, I think there's one more home loss on this schedule. And I think the most okay. likely culprit to me is Dallas. Um, I think the Cowboys getting Dak back. They've won in here before. I, I, I think of all the remaining home games, that that one would be the toughest to me. So I'm calling it a loss, which would mean that the okay. Vikings would lose back-to-back games in my schedule. And they haven't obviously lost back-to-back games yet this season. But I, I think that one is the loss. I think that is the one more home game that they will not win. That's just kind of my my thought process on that. I'll tell you what my home loss is going to be because okay. I have one as well. I don't think it's against Dallas, though. Okay. Interesting. All right. So uh, on short rest, four days later, Thanksgiving night at home against New England Patriots. Is that a win or is that a loss? Win. Win. I like our chances. Ah. I think Kevin O'Connell, his first year as a head coach, Mm -hmm. as much as I want to say Bill Belichick, he always brings the heat. I think Kevin O'Connell, he's going to get better in his play calling. He'll be more comfortable. Vikings get the win. And then I I think the Vikings win this game just because I I don't think the Patriots are that good anymore. Um, Bill Belichick's the best coach of all time, but uh, whether it's Mac Jones, right. who I believe is coming back this week, or Bailey Zappi. Now, they might have something special in Bailey Zappi, but regardless, it's a rookie Maybe. It's a rookie quarterback coming in there, and yeah, just, there's just too many unknowns. I think that's a win for, for the Vikings, even if it's on a short week against the Hall of Famer in Bill Belichick. Um, Ten days off, and then they are still at home, though, against the New York Jets. Win or loss, Randy? I'm going to say that's a narrow win. Okay. That's going to be one of those games where it gets dicey. Zach Wilson is just not panning out to be that quarterback that they thought they would get the Jets in the first round that, you know what, but their defense, Sauce Gardner, I had questions about him coming out of Cincinnati. I said, yo, he's going up against He's going up against wide receivers that play for, like, Prince George's Community College. Like, who knows in that conference that he was at, but he's a damn good player. I think it will be close, but the Vikings, because they're at home, I think they'll get the win. I think it's a win, too. The Jets aren't as bad. Both these New York teams, and we'll get there in a little bit, both these New York teams are better than we thought they were going to be. I know Zach Wilson hasn't looked great. Joe Flacco had led them to a few wins earlier this season. I think that's a win. You're right. It's closer than we probably thought in the preseason and even on the second time we picked the schedule. But I think this has a layup. Yeah, we had it. Yes, I thought this was going to be an absolute layup. And, And by the way, December 4th and now, that's that's six, seven weeks. The Jets could Jets, right? Like the Jets could, I know they won yesterday. They could. They could go into the classic free fall and they could be the Jets again by the time this game rolls around. But I do think this is a win for the Vikings. Uh, after that, on the road in Detroit. Come on, man. Yeah, it's a win. I don't know why I even said anything. Let's just, about? Let's just yeah. go with a win. That's, yeah. there's no, no they'll beat the Lions. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what next, are we doing here? Next week, home against home against the Colts, which looks like it'll be um, obviously the rookie in uh, Sam Ellinger because uh, Matt Ryan's been benched. So you're going to get the rookie. This game actually flips a little bit. I think we all kind of thought, oh, this one could be tough, right? Veteran quarterback, Matt Ryan mm. coming here. This maybe is one of those home games you lose. I think if you're starting a rookie QB at U.S. Bank Stadium, it just it won't bode well for you. So for me, this is a win. I think the Vikings will win this as well. I think... Typical backup quarterback, the unknown. Skylar Thompson for the Dolphins, I mean, that last game, he was looking pretty damn good before he got hurt with the thumb injury. 
I think it will be a close game, but the Vikings, they'll do enough. Jonathan Taylor is just not the same running back anymore. Their offensive line is still pretty good. The receivers are whatever. The Vikings, they should dominate. Uh, no, let me take that back. They're not going to dominate. They're going to win. Okay. Narrowly. Okay. Uh, week 16, Christmas Eve afternoon game against your New York Giants. That is the last home game, too, by the mm-hmm. way. Regular season home game uh, for yep. the Vikings in 2022. Is that a win or a loss? I think that's the loss. That's the loss? Yeah, okay. I, I, I talked about how they're going to have one loss at home. That's just, okay, what's happening here? I think that's the loss. Saquon Barkley, if it wasn't for Josh Allen, he could make a case for MVP. Brian Dayball is a damn good coach, Declan Goff. I'm telling you right now to where he, the Jets and the Giants, we going into this season, we both had those teams as, you know what, it's whatever. It's the Jets and the Giants. Who cares? The Giants, they just, you know, they're 6-1 right now. That's not a fluke. They kind of scare me. Even at home, I think that's going to be the loss at home to where we say, oh, boy, didn't see that happening. Ah, uh, you're kind of talking me into this now the more you're more you're saying it. I, I, I think this is a win for the Vikings. And again, preseason-wise, we thought this would be a layup of a win, even on a, a nice, fun Christmas Eve afternoon game. I thought this would mm-hmm. be a layup. This, this becomes a lot tougher here, too, because now with the Giants being better, Brian Dayball can coach. I'll give him that. Dude, is a good coach. Yes. Um, they're not married to Daniel Jones. I think they're going to either draft a new guy or potentially swing a trade or get a new quarterback in there for next season. Um, but he can coach. He can absolutely coach. And you'll have two rookie coaches who are probably the two coaches who are most likely to win NFL coach of the year by the end of the season. Um, I'm going to keep this as a win, but I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if this is the loss, but this would mean that the Vikings would go seven and two at home, which I think that would be, they have to go ahead. I think that would be a big win if they get that, but you don't just luck up into a six and one record. That's all I'm going to say. That's true, and 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 that's where I I just don't think they'll. Yeah, I just like having one loss on the home schedule. I just don't see that happening. Um, okay, that's where I. That's why. That's why I put the loss on the Cowboys game. They could beat the Cowboys and lose to the Giants, and obviously, this still my 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 you know hypothesis still comes true that they'll lose a second home game somewhere. I just think it's probably it's probably one of those two though. It's probably Cowboys. Or Giants that they lose at home. I, I I think they'll probably split one of those. If you win both of them, the math becomes really easy for the Vikings being even a one seed potentially if Philadelphia drops a couple games. Um, two more games left in the schedule. January 1st at Lambeau Field, 325 kickoff. The Vikings win the North that weekend, realistic, Randy? They clinch the North division yeah. if they haven't already by that point? If they haven't already, but I think it will come down to the Packers game, and I think that will be the nail in the coffin for Aaron Rodgers' time in wow. Green Bay. It's over. It's over. And this is this could not make me happier. The Vikings, even if they go through a stumble the rest of the way, they will win this division, and they can absolutely win it, worst case, at 9-8. and eight. The Packers are done. They're nowhere close to the Vikings right now. They will destroy their seat. The, the Packers. They might not even make the playoffs. In fact, I'm going to say it right now. They won't make the playoffs. They are finished for eternity, for at least the next five years. Anyway, that's eternity for me. But Jordan Love, that ain't it. You're going to have to figure it out. But by that time, Aaron Rodgers with his kombucha or whatever crap spiritual stuff that he's doing on the sideline, maybe he's going to have to start early. They're going to be done. The Packers are going to sweep the Packers. All right, the Vikings are going to sweep the Packers. You know, I, I think uh, as that Minnesota fear I talked about about playing a home playoff game, 
If it's mm-hmm. Packers Vikings, which I'm all about, I would love a Vikings Packers playoff game, wild card weekend at US Bank Stadium. But th- like, I'd be more fearful of playing the Packers with Aaron Rodgers having revenge on his mind than playing the Rams at this point. Aaron Rodgers has been having revenge on his mind for weeks That's now, true. and they still can't get it done. They've lost three straight. They might be done, yeah. He, he and after the the what the post game presser, he said, "Well, you know, I feel." about as good as this team as any team that I've ever had. This game against Buffalo, that's just what we need. They're going to get destroyed and lose four straight. I don't care about revenge on his mind. Let him do the show with Pat McAfee after every game to explain why they suck so much. They're done. I'm not afraid of them anymore. It's over. So I had the Vikings also winning this game in Lambeau. Um, I guess it wouldn't shock me if they lost. It's cold weather. It's January 1st. But I just think that the Vikings are better than the Packers at this point. They're a better team than the Packers. So it's a win. Uh, And then they close the season in Chicago. The tricky part here are the Vikings resting starters. Because if they're resting starters, this game is just meaningless. Um, If they're not resting starters and there's a chance for them to get the one seed, well, then you have to go for it. Because then then the NFC goes through your neck of the woods and you get the bye. Um, That's what I'm so that That's what I'm curious about going into this game. I think the Vikings should win it, but if they're resting their stars, it, just, it doesn't matter to me. Like it, it's if if it's a, a backup fest and the Vikings lose that game in Chicago and it doesn't affect their seating, like I don't care. It doesn't doesn't really matter. If you're getting ready for Wild Card Weekend, so I yes, it's a win, but I, I just don't know if this game's really going to have really any implications to it. The NFC is such a logjam, though, that even forget the fact if the Vikings can get the one seed, I don't know if they'll be able to get it. But even still, Seattle looks pretty good. They're going to be, they're basically what, one and a half games behind the Vikings right now for the two seed. They may have to play in week 18 against the Bears, full starters, just to hold on to that two seed. Yep. So especially if they lose to the Giants, which I think they will. So I think, I I would say right now, they're going to have to play their starters okay. in week 18. And I they're still going to win. I don't think they'll play their starters, and I'm just I'm just putting it as a loss. But like, I it doesn't matter to me. Like again, I I, okay. I don't I don't think they're going to play their stars. I think they'll know their fate. Um, yeah, worst case they're a three seed that still hosts on Wild Card Weekend. Best case they're the two seed and they'll get the lowest team in the NFC. So, uh, in this scenario, I have the Vikings. I believe, and nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I only have them with if they lose this Bears game, that'd be four losses. So I would have. <laughs> I would have them at 13 and four. Uh, I hate myself yeah. right now because I just did the same thing yeah. as far as reviewing my picks. And I have the Vikings now going 14 and three, which uh, that's a lot of pressure. I know. So, so that, that, that's where, that's where I'm talking about. Like there's a home loss Whoa. in here. We're not thinking about, right? Like there, there's, there's some trap game. They'll lose at Buffalo. Okay. If they lose in Buffalo, whatever, like that, that wouldn't surprise anyone at this right. point. But will they lose to Detroit? I don't think so. But will they drop maybe one of these home games against the Giants or the or the Jets? Again, I don't think so, but I, it could happen. So that's where saying it's saying the path to get the 13 wins is easy, but as a Vikings fan, we know how this goes. And also just 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 logically, just like, that man, that's tough to do. Whether you're a good team or not, like that is that is really really difficult for the Vikings to do. So but you have them uh, you have them at 14, I'm at 13 wins. Look at this. I guess I have them at 14 and 3. I had them at 11 and 6 before the season started. I now have them at 14 and 3. What the hell is wrong with me? Oh my god. But you know what? This team, if they execute right, <laughs> players, if the coaching is right, Kevin O'Connell, this team they have everything it takes to win it all. 
Absolutely. So it shouldn't be surprising. All right, my man. Uh, final takes here before we wrap up. We just picked the schedule. We talked about home playoff games. We just buried the Green Bay Packers for two, like basically more than half of this show. Uh, final take here before uh, the Vikings resume play against the Arizona Cardinals at home at U.S. Bank Stadium. I think the only one-off game of the wins that I have the Vikings taking on the rest of the year, the only game that could be flipped is, I would say, the Patriots on Thanksgiving. It's a short week. Sure. Bill Belichick, he's arguably the greatest head coach of all time. That's the only one that I could see flipping the other way. So worst case, the Vikings will go 13-4. and four. But this is, a, this is a good team. They're 5-1. and one. They're not playing their best yet. And if they do, look out. This could be one of the best teams in the league. I love it. All right, my man, we'll have a game to break down this time uh, next Monday. Hit the subscribe button on Purple Daily for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment. This has been Realistic Randy Rants. We want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. Also hit the subscribe button on Realistic Randy's YouTube channel where he's pumping out plenty of Vikings and fun content there. We'll be back next Monday to talk Vikings and Cardinals. See you then. Yes, sir.